0: You're listening to a sermon of Meadowbrook Church in Ocala, Florida. For more media resources, visit us online at www.nbcocala.com. Well, I'm starting a new series today. Does anybody know what it's called? Good, good. Main Things. And uh, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. What that, that really has to do is getting to the bottom line of something. Now uh the byline on that is we are going to be unpacking the um, Meadowbrook mandate and and we're actually starting to do that a little bit today but we're going to be rolling into some things there. Big question for us and I think this is the main thing, okay? We're talking about main things, but this is the main thing. Here's the question, who is going to be God in your life? Who is going to be God in your life? Now you're saying come on give us a break we're at church we're in church right now you know but we have to look at this because um this is something we have to be careful of that we don't drift and and so forth so uh we're going to look at some main things about the main thing here today now indulge me for a moment if you will um and i want to check some things on our memory okay And I'm no, in no way endorsing or whatever, anything, but how many of you could probably name all four of the Beatles? Okay. How many of you have never heard of Beatles? (laughs) How many of you think I'm talking about a bug? (laughs) Do you know there's over 600 varieties of Beatles? Yeah, but we probably could, you know, let's see Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. Ringo's always last, don't know why, bless his heart. How about the Brady bunch, the kids. Can any of y'all name all the Brady kids? So you got you got Greg and Peter and Bobby and Marsha and um and Jan and Findy Um how about your team? Your team that you're you're all about. How many of you could probably list the starting lineup for your team, baseball? basketball, football. Okay. And know a lot of stats. Okay. All right. Y'all are just not responsive here this morning. (laughs) Let me move on to something. I know this will work. How about the ingredients for a Big Mac? (laughs) Come on, help me out. Two all beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Now, if you're visiting with us and you're concerned about this, we're usually not even this deep. (laughs) Now I'm teasing, I'm teasing. We're headed somewhere. Here's where I'm headed. Studies show that, uh, more than 60% of Americans, more than 60% cannot list even five of the 10 commandments. Now we know our teams and we know our music groups and we know our ingredients. And we know a lot of different things, but we we don't even know five of the Ten Commandments. Now, I think you're an exceptional group. You're advanced, so you probably do. Uh, and we're going to get into that. But the Ten Commandments, you'll say, come on, that's so Old Testament. No, you, you need to understand the Ten Commandments. also called the, the Decalogue. It's the Ten Words, the Ten Sayings. It's it's kind of a, a, a summary of divine law. First part of it has to do with God. Second part of it has to do with coming out of that, how we, how we relate to other people. And it's important that we look at this because it obviously has something to do with some main things here. So I want to go ahead and we'll just, we'll go over these real quick. And I wrote them ahead of time. So we've got them up here and I just kind of summarize. So first of all, you're just to have one God and he is the Lord God. Okay. That's not, it's not like, Oh, I get to pick one. No, there's, there's one. He is the Lord God. He's the one who led us out of Egypt. Okay. And I'm not talking about current Egypt and all the stuff going on there. You need to pray for that part of the world, but, um, one God, the God, and he's the only one you're to worship and you're not to take his name in vain. And that's not just in, in my book. That's not just cursing or whatever. That's to do something in his name that he's really not thrilled about. And a lot of people do that. Well, the Lord told me he didn't tell you nothing. Um, or they'd step out and do something or whatever. And, and we've had all kinds of stuff throughout history. Uh, and then I do think cursing too and using a holy name in the wrong way is, yeah, cut it out. Then you got the Sabbath and that's a, a prescribed rest that God wants us to have. Your parents, you're to honor uh, your mother and your father. You're not, this is not a command to murder. This is don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Don't covet. Okay, Now, what we have here, though, and Martin Luther said this, Martin Luther said, if you can get one and two, you got the rest. So if we get one and two, if we only have one God and that's the only one we worship. The rest of these will take care of themselves. Now, let me let me put it to you this way. Right here, you have what we would call the root. And right here, we would have what we would call the fruit. And if you'll take care of the root issues, you'll take care of the fruit issues. Okay. And by their fruit, you'll know them by their fruit. You can tell how they're rooted by their fruit. You'll know what they are. Now, it's not so that we can go around judging other people. Aha. You know, that's, that's that's not even our job, but this is for us individually to take care of this so that these are taken care of. Let me go ahead and say this too. If this is messed up, this is messed up. And if you are having problems, now zero in on this. If you're having problems with any of these, these are issues in your life. I guarantee you, this is not happening. This is not happening. If God is truly God, one God, your God, and that's the only one you worship, only one. Everybody say only one. That's the only one you worship. You get that taken care of. The root is right. And I promise you the fruit will be right. And some of you dealing with some things here. And it's like, why is this so hard to deal with and so forth? I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's all coming from the root not being uh, healthy and right. Now, you with me so far? Now, notice that I said that you're to only have one God and you're to only worship Worship, everybody say worship. You're only to worship that one God. Now worship, so we can define this a little better, is not just singing. Now worship is a wonderful way to sing, excuse me. Singing is a wonderful way to worship. It's a great way to do it. It's a prescribed way in scripture, but it's not the only way. Really what worship has to do, and I'm gonna give you some aspects of it in just a moment. But really what worship has to do, anything you do that God likes or wants, that's worship. So if you're kind to somebody, guess what? You're you're worshiping God with your life. You hold a door for somebody. You help somebody out. You're forgiving. Uh, you bless somebody. Guess what? That's a life of worship. Class? Okay, I'm just trying to get your attention there. Okay. Um, so there's a lot of ways, but... We, we, a lot of times equate worship as just being singing. Now, here's what you need to know. We sing here to worship because it's a great group activity. Okay. Whenever you have a group in any setting, any context, a group has to be led because otherwise you're going to have mayhem. And the group does all kinds of stuff. You know, it, it happens everywhere. A group must be led. You go to a big football game there there's things to help the group be orderly you're you're going to go to the airport and going to take a flight there's things to help the group you go to the emergency room there's things to help the group Uh, classroom whatever it would be church you know there has to be some things that what happened if, if we just said okay everybody for the next half hour you just find a way and worship god you know, we're going to have some people singing, some people stacking chairs, doing something. Some people are going to go get some animals. Some other people are going to be smoking something. You know, we're, we're going to have all kinds of stuff going on. And I exaggerate, I exaggerate. And no doubt, whenever you do that, somebody's going to be drawing attention to themselves. And see, that's that's counter to the whole purpose of a worship. So we do worship and we put, place high value on that because one of a great way to keep a group together, to keep a group focused on one thing is, is through music and through worship. And again, as I said, it is in it is in scripture. But I want to go with some other aspects here of worship because we're to only have one God. Everybody say one God. One God. And that's the only one we are to worship. So I want to give you some aspects of worship here today. And this is going to help us. The first one is glory. Everybody say glory. Second one is dedication. Say dedication. And the third one is sacrifice. Say sacrifice. Okay, got them. Now, glory, dedication, sacrifice. All right, let's keep this all together. One God, everybody say one God. And you're only to worship him. That's the only one that you are to worship. That's the only one you are to worship. So how do I do that then? What is, what does that mean to worship God? It involves glory, dedication, sacrifice. Now, glory, this aspect of it has to do with the value and the honor you would place on him. This means that he has the highest place in your life. This means he is the most important. That's a way to put it. He's most important. So if I have one God and I only worship him, then guess who's most important? He is. Okay. Y'all with me? He is. That means first place. God. He is. It helps me to tell him that. To start your day and to tell him that. And to for me to hear it and for me to think it and for me to declare it and if the enemy is within earshot that he could hear it the god you are god you're the only god you're my god and i'm only going to worship and serve you today you are the most important to me you have the highest value i put you in the most important place in my life you've got you, all of us have to do that. That is one aspect of worship. Second part is dedication. By dedication, I mean this. You're committed, you're loyal, you're consistent. Committed, loyal, and consistent. So this is like all the time. So it's not just on Sunday we have one God and worship him only. It's when? It's, it's all the time. It's dedication. It's loyal. It's commit, committed. It's It's consistent. Last week was a Super Bowl, and we were well into the second quarter when I chose my team. And they won. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, here's my point, though. I'm so not dedicated. You with me? Some of y'all are die hard, die in the world. That's my team, no matter what. You know, there's teams that have lost for years and there's these loyal fans, dedicated fans still show up, still get there. They've got, they've got the big number one finger sign. It's, you know, and it's dry rotted. It's so old, you know, (laughs) part of the fingers missing, you know, that's not dedication. You know, and when Florida plays FSU, you know, I come back and I talk about whoever won, that's who I'm for. That's not dedication. And so it's, yeah. So it's rather it's this or this, you know, I'm not committed to either one. I'm not dedicated to either one. I just kind of do whatever gets the rise out of the most people. Okay. And I'm going to go with a winner. Well, the thing is, we know that he is a winner. So dedication, here's the point of that. It's consistent. It can't be who's your God today. Or who's your God now, it's the middle of the week. Or who's your God, hey, you're on summer break, spring break, whatever. Who's your God? One God, period, and that's the only one I'm gonna worship. Now hang on, because this is super important. It's not just religious. I mean, you can already mentally assent to this. I know, there should just be one God, and he's the only one that we should worship. But, but stay with me on this now. Glory, he's most important. He's in the highest place, dedication, committed, loyal, consistent. And then thirdly is sacrifice, sacrifice. You only have so much time, energy, passion, money. You only have so much of those things. Well, guess what? How you use those things shows who you worship. Time, energy, passion, money, so forth. How you use those things shows who you worship. Because you take something of value to you and you sacrifice those things. Now, in the Old Testament, we find the sacrifice is slaughter. Something got slaughtered. Something got killed. I won't go into how graphic it was. Oh, my If you study out really Old Testament sacrifice, graphic, extremely symbolic, but I mean incredibly graphic and gross. But it was slaughter, it was sacrifice. Here's the question What are you sacrificing for who you or what you worship? Here's what I see sometimes I see some people sacrificing, slaughtering, Their family, their name, their marriage, their health. Slaughtering, sacrificing those things so that they can worship a career, a hobby, another person, pursuit of money. Are you you seeing what I'm saying? You worship the wrong thing, you're going to slaughter the wrong thing. You worship the wrong thing, you're going to sacrifice the wrong thing. And your life, get this, your life will not work. And we're killing some things, sacrificing, slaughtering some things because we're worshiping the wrong things or person. One God, say it again, one God. And that's the only one that you serve. Now, we are all worshipers. We were actually created to worship. We will worship. We do worship. Problem is we tend to worship the wrong things. You know, we we tend to, if we don't have, if we're not aware of God or we're not focused on God, we're going to worship something. Listen to me, every one of you, every one of you are worshipers. Every one of you are worshiping something. Every one of you are giving glory, dedication, and sacrifice to something or someone. And life will not work, will not work, will not work. Mark my words, write them down. If you don't agree, later on, you'll come back. Maybe you'll look me up in heaven and go, you were right. I'm just a delivery guy. I didn't think all this up, but it is so evident, not just in God's word, but watch people's lives. And if you don't have the one God and worship him only give him glory, dedication and sacrifice, you're going to end up sacrificing the wrong things because you're worshiping the wrong things. Now, Romans chapter one, and I'll read this to you real quick. First of all, in the new living translation, verse 21 through 25, everybody here. All right, it says, yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused, claiming to be wise. They instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things in their, their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Why don't you listen to it in the message? This is a paraphrase and it just has some real punch to it. Listen to this. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. So God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. Watch this next line. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God and worship the god they made instead of the god who made them the god we bless the god who blesses us oh yes and so what happens if if you don't get this squared away one god the lord god and you only worship him if you don't get that squared away you're going to end up worshiping something created instead of the creator Look at our world today that will not embrace those that won't embrace the one true living God and worship him alone. They're going to worship something else. They're going to worship creation. We're going to worship whales and trees, video games, hobbies. I mean, all kinds of things. I, I got a whole list here. Teams, totem poles. Paul said their God is their stomach that has to do with their appetites and sensuality bands and stars and idols and bodies others bodies our bodies stuff all kinds of things and we end up worshiping something besides the creator and that's when the slide begins. And you go from thinking yourself to be wise and smart to being an actual fool. And instead of being enlightened, it's actually dark in your mind. You cannot make right choices. And you get so confused and the digression continues and continues and continues. Because we got this all messed up. Instead of worshiping the creator, we're worshiping something that is created. Now, when you worship the creator, this creator God, you do know God created. Do I need to teach on this? Let me just put it to you real simple terms right now, where there's a design, there's a designer. You just look at creation and there's a design. Oh my. And there's a designer. He's incredible. And what our secular world would like to do is just kind of push that out and say, no, we weren't created. We went from the goo to the zoo to you. Because if I wasn't created, then I'm not accountable. If I wasn't created, I don't have to answer to anybody. There's nobody looking over this whole thing. I can do what I want to do and and see that's a mess. But we worship the one true creator, redeemer, God. And when you worship the creator, let let me touch this here. It produces joy and life and fulfillment. But when you create, excuse me, when you worship something created, it will produce pain and death and confusion and emptiness. The pleasure that people are after by what they worship. And they may not set up formal altar, so to speak, to worship somebody, something. You know, they're going to sacrifice it. I I actually um, spoke with uh, an individual a couple months ago and she said, pray for my husband. Pray for my husband because he's worshiping a video game. I said, hang on, how old is this guy? No. So she told me, and she said, he will ignore sacrifice, his wife, his children, even miss dinner, even skip work to play and to play and to play. You know what? That pleasure that he thinks that he's pursuing will Spiral. And will boomerang. And will not fulfill, will not bring joy, will not bring peace, will not bring life. It will bring pain. It will bring confusion. It will bring emptiness. Are y'all with me? Now that's an extreme case. But you know what? There's other people uh, that worship alcohol or drugs or this activity or pornography or that person or this wrong relationship. And they'll sacrifice other things. I'm telling you, if you if you worship the one true God and Him only you'll have peace you'll have life you'll have fulfillment you worship anything else it's going to boomerang back in the form of pain and confusion and death and emptiness we worship what we worship because we think it will make us happy think about it that's what gets us off course is we we're going to This will make me happy this activity this person this thing this substance this whatever we we worship and we put it in an important place and we commit time to it and we sacrifice things toward it because we think it will make us happy. And here's here's the thing we end up having to move from one false God to another false God to another false God because this one that promised some form of happiness is not going to be able to deliver that happiness. And we watch this happen. All around us, all the time. Do you want to be happy? Do you like cheese with that? I mean, come on. Do you want to be happy? All right, listen to this. Only God and a life properly ordered under him can produce happiness. Oh, no, I've got some friends and they're just really happy. Follow them around a little bit. Give them a little bit of time. Because you can chase some kind of false God, some kind of idol, something other than the one true God. You you can chase that. You know what? And there is some pleasure. The Bible says it's just for a season. Just for a season. We got all kinds of commercials on TV drawing you towards certain things. This is sexy. This is cool. This will make you awesome. This will make you happy. You can pursue those things for a little while. And you know what? not going to work. It's just not going to work. And so we're pursuing things to make us happy. And that's why we have to keep pursuing other things because those things don't make you happy. Some of us, all of us probably have things in our garage from this new hobby. It's going to make me happy. Come on. Some of y'all have everything from scuba equipment to spaceships in your, in your, in your garage. We're doing this now. And, And this is the thing, only God, get this, only God and a life properly ordered under him can produce, can bring happiness. That's the main thing. This is the main thing. I love when things are simple. This is the main thing. One God, the Lord God, and that's the only one you worship and it's gonna take care of the other things. But only God and a life ordered under him is gonna bring you any happiness. And then a life that has just the one God, the one true God, and is ordered under him, guess what? Then you'll properly know how to handle created things. You'll actually know how to enjoy created things and activities and relationships. You'll also know then how to and be able to avoid things you shouldn't be involved in. You take care of the root, you will take care of the fruit. You take care of the main things, you'll take care of the other things. And we're talking about main things, but listen to me and get this clear. I'm talking today about the main thing. The main thing. One God. The God. Not religion. The one God. Jehovah God. Who delivered us out of Egypt. Who loved us so much. He had a plan for our redemption even before the world was formed. And sent his son. Into the world, took on the form of flesh and dwelled among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father, the one true God, full of grace and full of truth. Lived perfectly in front of us, manifested and demonstrated the love of God right in front of our eyes. Taught us the greatest teachings and truths this world will ever see. Lived that perfect life and then went to the cross and paid the price for you and for me, for our sins, because no one else could. Went and took care of business in every way. On the third day, God raised him up from the dead. He stayed for almost six more weeks on the earth. Teaching his disciples the things of the kingdom of God. And ascended in a glorious fashion into heaven. And he said, before I go, I want you to go. He said, and when before you can go, you need to make sure of this. Don't go until you get power from on high. Again, came from the one true God. And he ascended to heaven and he's sitting at the right hand of the father today ever lives to make intercession to plead your case before the father that one god and the way to the one god is through his son jesus who came and made that way to the one true god now you take care of the root you take care of the main things you'll be able to take care of the other things in matthew chapter 4 and i'll just cite this real quick the devil is tempting Jesus. Y'all with me? The devil is tempting Jesus. And he said, I, he showed him, and I don't know how he did this exactly, but he showed him the glory in all the kingdoms of the earth. And he said, if you'll just worship me, the devil said to Jesus, if you'll just worship me, he said, I'll give this all to you. You know what he was doing? He was trying to tempt Jesus with a shortcut to glory. And Jesus said, I won't have it. He said, it is written. You're only going to serve the one God. Only worship one God. Get out of here. And see, he just had that settled. So even the greatest temptations that would come his way, he was settled about. Folks, listen to me. There's one God. Worship him only. Give him glory, dedication, sacrifice. And you know what? And hear me on this. If you'll get this one God and only worship him It's going to keep you out of trouble. You're not going to be committing adultery and coveting and hating and lying and dishonoring all those things. Because you'll have the grace, the help, the strength, the light. To be able to see when you're properly arranged with one God. And you worship him only. He, He only has that most important spot in your life. It's going to keep you out of a whole lot of other trouble. It's going to bring joy. It's going to bring life. And this... Is the main thing I'll end up with this question. Here's the big question. Who is going to be God in your life? Who is going to be God in your life? And I would guarantee you, every one of us need to make some little adjustments because we may say today, oh, it's God. It's God. But look at it in this way. Is he most important? Look at it in this way. Am I consistently committed to him? And look at it this way. Am I sacrificing things? Am I giving things? Am I my time, my energy, my passion, my finance, those things? Am I doing that toward God first? Or am I going it toward doing it toward my other pursuits and interests and things like that? Here's the bottom line question. Who is going to be God in your life? And here's the bottom line main answer that you should have. You only have one God and he's the only one you worship. That's the main thing. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today?